Sarah lived in an old farmhouse in rural Louisiana that sat on seven acres of cornfield. She lived with her family, her mother, her father, and her brother. Sarah had a typical upbringing. She was a senior at the public high school, was the captain of the volleyball team, and maintained straight A's. She helped her family harvest their crop in the fall every year, and since the drought of 2007, they had not had a bad year. Even though Sarah lived a relatively normal life, she had always been plagued with vivid nightmares. Almost every morning, Sarah would wake up and be able to remember intricate details of demonic, spiritual, and even homicidal assaults on her. Instead of dwelling on these dreams that she had grown accustomed to, she would get up, laugh them off, sometimes tell a friend, and move on with her day. One Saturday morning, Sarah woke up and something was different. She did not remember her dreams from the night before. It happened every now and then, but when it did, it always stuck in her mind even more than remembering the most gruesome nightmares. Sarah felt odd. She didn't feel sick, but she had a feeling of tightness in her gut, and she couldn't shake the feeling that she was being followed around the house. She walked downstairs to see that her family had already left for the day. This was not unusual, as they all had very involved social lives and busy schedules. Sarah made herself coffee and toasted a bagel, as was her usual Saturday morning routine. She sat down to eat, but when she took a bite, her throat closed, and she violently coughed up the piece of bagel she had almost choked on. Okay, she thought. Maybe I am getting sick. She abandoned her bagel and coffee and headed upstairs to her bathroom to take a shower. In Sarah's bathroom, she had a framed photo of her senior picture on her vanity. She kept it as a reminder that her college dreams were so close, and every morning, she looked fondly at that photo. Sarah walked in her bathroom, and per routine, she looked at the photo. Something wasn't right. The picture seemed dingy, almost black and white. It was tattered on the edges. Her face. What was wrong with her face? Suddenly, that face in the photo turned its neck towards Sarah and smiled a menacing, threatening smile. Sarah screamed and immediately knew her nightmares had bled into reality. She was not alone in the house, and this force, whatever it was, was coming for her. Sarah, panicked, flew downstairs with the immediate intention to flee the house, but the smell of gas and smoke flooded her nostrils. All of the stove knobs had been turned on, and the entire kitchen had gone up in flames within minutes. As Sarah struggled with opening the back door, she heard doors on the upper floor slamming shut, progressively advancing towards her. Family photos crashed on the stairs. Screaming and in tears, Sarah finally threw her body weight against the door and it flew open. She ran as fast as she could to her car, and to her surprise, it started. Sarah pulled out of her driveway and sped down the country road away from her home, that she could see engulfed in flames in her rearview mirror. She pulled out her phone and dialed 911. The call wouldn't go through. She dialed over and over again, and her phone refused to complete a call. She knew the dysfunction of her phone was not because her signal was poor. Mom, I have to try mom, she thought. Sarah called her mom, and to her surprise, her mother was able to answer the call. Sarah screamed that her mom needed to call 911 and come home immediately. Then Sarah pulled over into a field until she saw fire trucks and her family's cars pass her and head back towards the home. A few hours later, Sarah's family was allowed to wander into the house to recover any personal belongings that may have survived the fire. To her family's surprise, 
A guest room at the end of the hallway on the bottom floor, while it was charred and black, was not entirely lost. The family gathered in the guest room to discuss the catastrophe. Sarah's family sat on what was left of the bed and stared at Sarah. Sarah paced around the room, back and forth, back and forth. Finally, Sarah's mother asked, what happened? Sarah looked at her family and she told them she believed there was a demonic force present in the house that intentionally set the house on fire. She told them it was coming for her, that they were not safe and they needed to leave everything behind and never return. Sarah's mother became increasingly concerned for Sarah. This behavior was very out of the ordinary for her bubbly, bright daughter. Sarah's brother and father chuckled. Sarah felt mocked. She started screaming at them that their lives and their souls were at risk, and if they would not come with her, she would leave on her own. Sarah left the room and entered the hallway. At the other end of the hallway, next to the kitchen, a girl was standing there. Sarah froze. She could not speak. She could not move. Fear paralyzed her. The girl was staring intently at her. There were no whites in her eyes, only black. Her skin was a combination of pale gray and yellow. Her long, stringy, dark hair draped over her shoulders and in front of her face. She was laughing to herself under her breath. After 30 seconds of Sarah staring at this terrifying non-person, Sarah took one step back. The girl screamed and suddenly ran down the hallway towards Sarah with both hands reached out in front of her at a speed that seemed impossible. Sarah screamed. She blacked out. She woke up. Sarah sat straight up in bed, partially relieved and partially still paralyzed with that same fear. It was 2.45 in the morning. After about 15 minutes of deep breathing, Sarah got out of bed and shuffled to the bathroom to wash her face as it was drenched in sweat. After splashing cold water on her face a few times, she looked at herself in the mirror. Her face. What was wrong with her face? Streaks in the mirror began to appear and dripped down towards the counter. It was a dream, but it wasn't a dream. Sarah no longer belonged to herself.